Hey, good people. This is the Confessions of a Nail Tech podcast. I'm your host, Rashida H. Muhammad, nail tech affectionately known as Ra. I have so much to share with you this evening. Welcome. Let's get started. We are on a roll this season. Oh, good people. Happy Tuesday. <laughs> Happy Tuesday. I woke up this morning super inspired and needed to create. You ever get into the flow and all of these ideas are just flowing through you and you have to get them out? Well, that happened to me this morning and that triggered this episode. It really did. Um, when I am in the flow, I have to produce, I have to write and just get these ideas out of my head and into the world. I do. And <clears throat> I pray moving forward, you know, the rest of the year and the rest of the years that that continues to happen. You know, it's okay to have an ebb and flow, you know, when you feel like creating and when you don't, that's all right. You know, I think we are finally at the stage, you know, globally that it's okay to have downtime. So this episode is rated for everyone. So it's rated E because this is a question that while I, it has never crossed my mind, um, I have learned that it has crossed others. Um, and I mean, from aspiring nail technicians to the salon owner holding on by a thread, this episode is for you. Take a moment to sit with your decisions in life. You ready? And these decisions in regards to pivoting in your career or education. So um, having a background in, I'll take myself for example, having a background in nail technology for all of these years and then pivoting by going back to school to get my master's. And I have a question. Was it worth it to become a nail tech? Was it? <laughs> you think about it now, huh? Yeah. We'll take a teeny little break and get back to it. But in the meantime, think about it. Let's get into it. It's a complex answer, really. It depends on who you ask. Uh, I recently did a Google search for confessions of a nail tech because I like to occasionally Google the progress of my podcast and see how effective SEO has been. And just curious to see where I stand in the industry. Uh, this isn't me trying to be arrogant. It's me being competitive and doing some research on what I could do better or how I can improve. And when I searched for Confessions of a Nail Tech, I saw my podcast, yay. And I also saw a host of others. But one thing that struck out to me the most, um, and it kind of struck me like a sword in the gut, were the associated searches. So yeah, isn't that weird? I, so of the top suggestions from Google, there were uh, 
quite a few questions that people type into this search engine. And I'm going to read them aloud for you so that you can, you can just go down this rabbit hole with me, if you will. So the top searches were, what are the dangers of being a nail tech? How would you describe a nail technician? What race are most nail technicians? This one made me cringe, like, because why does it matter? Mm -hmm. What do nail technicians like to be called? How do nail technicians get rich? What is the lowest salary for a nail tech? Where do nail techs get paid the most? Is being a nail tech stressful? Is becoming a nail tech worth it? Sheesh, Google. I mean, what? <laughs> I saw these and I thought, and perhaps I'm the only one taking issue with the searches, but I feel inclined to use these next couple of episodes to unpack these questions because clearly someone out there or a group of people out there feel like they can't ask a nail tech these questions or feel like they have to go to uh, the internet to find the answer. So I found my space, I found my niche, and I want to unpack some of these questions in later episodes. But the focus for today is answering the question, is becoming a nail tech worth it? So you've come to the right place for the answer, and I will give my open and honest advice about the nail tech industry. Um, My response, just a word of caution, may resonate with some for a multitude of reasons, as well as go completely unregistered for others, and that's okay. Um, The point of the Confessions of a Nail Tech podcast is to inspire aspiring nail techs and seasoned nail technicians who have some some skin in the game. Um, And it it takes a special kind of person to A, start a business and B, run a successful nail salon business. And I feel where I am now in life allows me to see it from a different set of lenses because I have gone through the transition of being an aspiring nail technician to a rookie nail technician to a novice nail technician to a, a, a seasoned nail technician and even business owner when it comes to this industry because I've studied it for some time. Um, I don't believe in just jumping into anything strictly on passion. I believe that it does take some, some amount of study and research to truly enjoy what it is that you do. Nail technology is an art form. It is a portion of cosmetology and appearance enhancement that requires a level of dedication from the people who are providing these services. So um, is it worth becoming a nail tech? Again, it depends on who you ask. But since you're tuned in to this episode, I'm going to assume that you are asking me. And I will get to it right after this break. We need to pay some bills and we'll be right back. You've come to the right place and hindsight is always 2020. When it comes to my decision to become a nail technician, I made this decision 
exactly 10 years ago to the date. Yeah. So when you decide to become a skilled tradesperson, because yes, that's what we are, your earning potential is limitless. I want to put this on a megaphone. Your earning potential is limitless. So to answer that question from earlier in this episode, how much does a nail technician make or how little can a nail technician make? It's limitless. There's no cap on how much money you can make in the salon space, especially if you are amazing at what you do. And something that this generation has that, you know, millennials, Gen X, and even boomers didn't necessarily have or know how to how to handle is social media. If social media is leveraged in the way that you can monetize all of your content, you can truly pick up and do almost anything you want to, record it, and make money. So that's an added element that you have in your back pocket. So um, to my aspiring nail technicians, hear me and hear me good. Use your journey as a documentary So that way, what you're going through can help the next person, because that's essentially what I'm doing with this podcast and my YouTube channel as well. My journey is going to help, and it has helped other nail technicians either get licensed, uh, continue to stay encouraged to be licensed and work in the salon space, and, and just encourage somebody. You know, the best thing you can do on this earth is be of service to your fellow man. And I know I almost took y'all to church with that. So um, I truly, this has been a humbling experience and I'm going to get into that a little later, but it truly has. It has been a humbling experience. So social media, sure it can be used for, for bad things, but it can also be used for good. And it is a tool. It is a growth tool. And I, I only foresee it becoming better. And you know, all these years ago when I was in nail technician school, YouTube was just beginning to have content creators and, and, and content created by salon professionals. And a handful of those creators were nail technicians, literally a handful. There were maybe five whom they shared their tutorials and their expertise. And I was inspired because these nail technicians were doing designs and marble effects long, long, long before it made it into the salons in my neighborhood, Buffalo, New York, okay? And, you know, we were still doing stripes and dots or the one finger different color than the rest of the feet, than the rest of the nails. And, and uh, oh gosh, that, that weird duck nail. I don't know where that came from. I think it came from Jersey Shore. But that weird duck nail design, yeah, 2012 was an interesting time here. <laughs> yeah, it was. So anyway, there was a nail technician I, I'd followed her for some time. And I guess I lost contact or, you know, she decided not to do nails anymore. Again, this is 10 years ago, so a lot could have happened. But um, when I was following her, I learned that she grossed anywhere between 35 to 40K a year, strictly as a nail technician just strictly as a nail technician. Now, of course, if you're the nail salon owner, you're going to make way more money. But to make 35 to 40K anywhere between there as it fluctuates as a nail technician is actually really good income, um, depending on where you live. But 35 to 40K, that puts you almost in the middle class earner. So, you know, that's, that's, that's pretty good. You know, to not have to go to traditional, 
you know, don't have to go to traditional college or a formal education in, in that regard. Uh, but to make that kind of money after you've only made an investment of anywhere between $1,200 to $2,500 in startup costs and the cost to become licensed, that's really good. So let's just start here, right? We're going to do a little bit of math. In comparison to attending a four-year private school, and I'm using my own numbers because this is, this is real. These are real numbers from me 10 years ago when I was also a student. Um, I did both. My father used to say to my brother and I, hey, if you don't go to school, then you need to learn a skill. And me being the overachiever, I did both. Because, hey, you know, hey. <laughs> Not to say too much without saying too much. But again, in comparison to attending a four-year private school, I attended Damon College from 2009 until 2014. And yeah, that was five years. However, in the middle of my sophomore year, I decided to take a leave of absence to become a licensed nail technician, which costs me, at the time, just $1,200. It may vary for other um, other programs in other states, but just just say that the nail program runs you anywhere between $1,200 to $3,600 for six months of instruction. But the return on that investment is an uncapped earning potential, Okay. Now, it's simple to decide if it's worth it to become a nail technician after these numbers, right? All right, well, if I haven't convinced you, hear me out for this part. So when I started in the salon, um, again, I was on a leave of absence as a college student, so this is undergrad. And at the time, I was a broke college student. I know it's cliche, but it is real. At the time, I mean, we didn't have all of these uh, the social media and all these ways to get rich online back then. And so I was either party promoting or working minimum wage. And that was anywhere between $7.25 and $7.73 an hour. Yeah, yeah, I was I was a part of that class that made minimum wage when it was not double digits. It was a single digit, $7.25 or $7.73. And I know I have some boomers and some Gen Xers listening like, hey, I made $5 or $4.25 or three, whatever. Yeah, I'm sorry. But I also was a single digit hour, <laughs> hourly wage earner too at one point. And at that point, I think the most I had made hourly was $13.75. And I was a second shift housekeeper for a hospital. Yeah, that leave of absence from school humbled your girl. It was an absolutely humbling experience. And this is humbling. This was a... Oh, yeah, <laughs> this was a, a humble beginning. So I understand what it feels like to worry about having enough money to cover your own expenses and still have a social life. It's challenging, but you can do it. I did it. So if I haven't convinced you, I went to a four year private institute and at the time it cost 30,000 to 35,000 per semester not even per year. It was per, actually, let me take that back. No, that was per year. So I'm sorry. It was 30 to 35K per year. So it was $15,000 fall semester, $15,000 spring semester, and then it continued to increase. And I did go to a private college in Buffalo, New York, well, Amherst, New York. And of course, those numbers were different if you went to, if you attended a public institution. Um, but again, I was making 7.73 an hour 
and investing $35,000 a year, making $773 an hour for that first those first two years of my undergraduate experience. So I'm operating at a loss already. However, the entrepreneur in me said, hey, I have this skill, this hobby of nail enhancement and nail technology. I already had this interest. So when I did my leave of absence sophomore year, I invested another $1,200 into my education and I got, I became a certified nail technician. So in the course of one, a year and a half, I went from making $7.73 per hour off of a $35,000 per year investment to making $45,000 per year off of a $1,200 investment for six months. Okay. Now, do you think it was worth it? Was nail t- becoming a nail tech worth it? You dang on right. <laughs> so we'll take a quick break to digest those numbers and get back into it after we pay some bills. people this is my social media plug welcome to the village all my new subscribers and new listeners and just new people who came and found nails by Ra. i truly do appreciate you this is my shameless social media plug (laughs) make sure you check out the nailsbybra.com website yes we are back this is my my virtual warehouse my virtual address of all of the places that I have all of the brands that I have underneath nails by Ra um, on here you can find the confessions of a nail tech podcast you can also find my twitter at nails by Ra also my facebook uh, at nails by Ra instagram at nails by Ra as well as youtube at nails by Ra however if you just want to check me out visit www.nailsbyra.com I'm looking for you and I'm waiting for you to subscribe tell your friends to tell your friends to tell your friends about me all right ciao always love taking these breaks because I can go grab some tea or some water or depending well it is nighttime so you may have to you may have a a glass of wine or some spirits whatever your choice (laughs) yeah so let's just get right back into it is it worth becoming a nail technician I say yes I know I took you through different definitions and how much it would be but I say yes And again, you came to this episode, and I'm assuming that you're asking me, was it worth it to become a nail technician? Absolutely. Was it hard at times? Absolutely. But nothing worth having is ever going to be super easy. Um, the, The practical part of Nail technology is easy because it's painting, it's shaping, it's talking, it's doing a service on someone else that you would naturally do on yourself. So painting your nails, making sure you look good, you're doing that for somebody else and you're boosting their self-esteem too. 
And yeah, you won't always be everyone's cup of tea. I never want to, you know, have that misconception about me. You know, I'm very positive about what happens in the salon, good or bad. And you will always have at least one person who just doesn't like your touch. And that's okay. You know, I still thought it was worth it to become a nail technician. Here's a story I share all the time. I think I shared it in season one, but I'm going to share it again because it's about time for another story time. The first salon I worked in was, and I always shout her out, um, the nailery in Buffalo. And she took a chance on me. Tia took a chance on me. Um, She knew I was a recently licensed nail technician and she needed people in her salon. Um, She had an established client base already because she had just opened in November. I didn't start until January. And my first couple of clients complained about me because I was slow and their nails would pop right back off. And those were all just growing pains because that happens. As a new nail technician, it happens. And luckily, um, some of the women who came in, you know, they had already been established clients. And when it comes to nails and, and pedicures and such, we'll give you a try. Our hair is different. When you go to a hair check, you know, you go to a hairdresser and you mess, you know, you mess up on your hair, that's different. There are no you know, no second chances, but with nails, you get second chances and people are usually rock with you if you do a good job the second time. So my experience, you have to cut your teeth. And for me, and again, since you came to this episode, I'm going to assume that you're asking me if I think it's worth it. For me, I think it was even through the challenging times. So that first incident with the nails popping off or me taking too long because I was new and I was slower than the other nail technicians who have been doing nails since forever. And here I come, I'm new and I'm doing things based off the book. And I come into a fast paced nail salon that does do things by the book, but faster. And it took some time to get into my rhythm. And you have to give it time. Don't get discouraged just because you had an impatient client or maybe a style did take you a little longer than expected. That's okay. You're learning. Give yourself grace. Have grace with yourself when it comes to your first time working in a fast-paced salon. Don't let that scare you because it almost scared me. I remember going home that night in tears because I felt the energy from the other clients. There were clients who were like, oh, no, I'll wait for Tia. Oh, no, I'll wait for Fat. Oh, no, I'll wait for Chana. And for me, I'm like, oh, but I'm here. I don't have anyone in my chair. (laughs) So, you know, you got to grow with it. And by the summer, I had clients, you know. It really also comes with being in a high traffic, you know, area and having so many clients come in day to day, you're bound to get some people who will take a chance on you. And I was blessed enough to have those people, whether they were close friends of the family or people who just heard that I was doing nails and wanted to come in and see me. And I boost that boosted my confidence because all it took was one nail design. And this woman, she had all the time in the world because she wanted her nails a certain way. And I had photographic memory because she showed me the picture and I did her nails to her liking. And she gave me the best review. And that's how I started to get more clients. More people started to trust me because of one client. And sometimes that is all it takes. One person to believe in you 
Well, two, if you count yourself as believing in yourself. But that's all it takes sometimes is one good referral and bam, just like that, you are in the saddle. Do not give up. And I still thought it was worth it because this is something I loved. This was a hobby that I fought so hard for. This was a, a, a hobby turned skill, turned licensed professional. You know, I'm young and I'm making all this money uh, working in a salon. And again, at that time, I wasn't really on social media. We maybe had, we did have Instagram actually, we did. We had Instagram and these are beta stages of Instagram like before you could do stories I know there was a time yeah 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 there was a time where Instagram was just pictures no video just pictures and it was only for iPhone Apple users Android was not on Instagram for some time all right I know I'm dating myself a little bit but I'm walking down memory lane and I'm gonna take you guys on a stroll with me so buckle up here we go in 2012, when I first started in the salon, word of mouth and I don't think there were many Google reviews either that year yet. Or if there were, I didn't pay attention to it. No, no, no we did have Google reviews. We did. We did. We had Google reviews or Yelp reviews. And that was pretty much how you built your clientele. So much so, I still had clients who ha who were old school who were still asking for the book of designs they wanted to see pictures in polaroid pictures of your work in a photo album so that they could know if you did well or not and i just was so tickled because we have evolved so much since then and i'm telling you social media is going to help us continue to blaze paths to be trailblazers okay and all it took was one person to believe in me and my chair always stayed full. So much so that when I left that first salon to go do my own thing and do my own uh, mobile salon, some clients came with me. Yeah. So that just goes to show you how limitless this is. It's, it's empowering too, because you control your income with this. You really do. When you are a beauty professional, and I feel like this covers everything in a beauty professional or appearance enhancement professional, which covers barbering too and waxing. I really do think that you control 100% of your income because if you are good at what you do, you are humble enough to accept your clients as they are and you are just a good natured person, people are going to naturally gravitate towards you. And I'm going to keep on asking this question and answering it for you. Is it worth it to become a nail tech? Yeah. Is it challenging? Yeah. Is it hard? Absolutely. There is no part of this that is going to be easy. But if you want it bad enough, it's always worth it in the end. It truly is. So after, the, um, after leaving that first salon and then going into business for myself as a mobile nail technician, I maintained the same amount of money, but I kept all of my money this time. And that was a testament to myself that I can do this. I can do this. And then I go through, you know, there's the ebb and, there's the ebb and flow of, you know, after having done it for so long, I really experienced that. I felt, I felt like I wanted more. So um, I continued to do nails on the side. And this is when I started to pick up clients who were hospitalized or um, end of life stage clients and new mommies. Oh, that brought me so much joy. And I know I'm going off into a tangent, but this just goes to show you also, you aren't confined to doing services in a nail salon. 
Now, you may want to look into your state's regulations when it comes to providing services, but for certain services or or mobile salons, I was able to reach clients at any stage in their life. Um, the one that touched me the most was doing the nails of a woman who was who was actively passing away. And um, it's a very touching story because she was a diva until the day she, you know, the day she transitioned. And I was blessed to do her nails for the final time. And that opened my eyes because when people think about what it is that you do as a nail technician, they don't see the full picture. Your clients are only exposed to an hour and a half of your life every two weeks. That's not a lot to really know who your nail technician is, if you think about it. So when you jump into this profession, cancel all the noise and move where your heart tells you to move. And there will be opportunities placed in your path for you to work in your craft. And that is what happened for me. After leaving the salon and working for myself and then deciding to go back to school some years later, I continued to stay with my craft and master it. So much so that when I relocated to Atlanta, Georgia, in a few short months, I was managing the salon that I had just started working in. So that was awesome for me. That was awesome. And with that, I started my podcast. I started to create content because I started to think of other ways to earn money while I was still doing what I was doing, which was nails. I thought about different strategies to increase my income. I thought about, all right, I enjoy what I do and I enjoy being able to walk through or explain what I do. That was a compliment that I received. (laughs) One of my clients said that I have wonderful bedside manner. And that's usually a term used in in the hospital when the nurse staff or your medical professional is explaining to you the process that you're getting ready to undergo or what they're doing as they're drawing blood or what it's for. And that's what I did. I worked that into the service every time. And I usually did that for myself to keep track of what I did and you know, the steps in the, in the process. So when I started doing SNS, for example, I would walk the client through what I'm doing because sometimes you did get inquisitive clients who wanted to know the chemicals and they wanted to know these chemicals because sometimes I would get clients who had uh, skin skin disorders and they wanted to know so that they were aware of what was being put on them just in case they had a reaction and they would be able to tell their doctor or whomever what was put on them to cause a reaction. And that I agree with, which is why, you know, if you ever come to me, I'll explain what it's for, why I'm doing it and ask questions, work it into the conversation. And it's so worth it. Um, from those opportunities of me creating content that also opened up an opportunity to be a brand ambassador for a couple of nail brands. People were reaching out to me to represent their brand, you know? So when you decide to take control of your income and you decide that you want to become a nail technician, don't limit yourself. I'm not saying that You have to have all of this figured out as soon as you finish your credit hours. No, because I didn't. The things that I've been able to do since being licensed, I had never dreamed of. I knew at that time, because I needed more money, that all I wanted to do was become a licensed nail technician. And I have been licensed for 10 years, licensed in two states, and currently going through the process of getting licensed in South Carolina. And 
that entire journey I have documented because of nail techs and aspiring nail technicians like you. So use my story as inspiration that you can also do it too. You may not have it all figured out right now, but it is so worth it in the end. And with that, we're going to take a quick break. Before we get out of here, I have maybe a couple more pieces of advice when it comes to the worthiness of becoming a nail technician. I would say, and I talk about this in season one, season two, and now season three, when it comes to handling your finances as a nail technician, a mobile salon owner, or even a a brick and mortar salon owner, make sure that you have a trusted tax advisor Because as a W-2 employee, it worked wonders for me because, you know, taxes had already been taken out. Things were accounted for. But when I worked as a contract worker, when I moved to Atlanta, those taxes whooped my tail. And you know what? I still thought it was worth it to be a nail technician. (laughs) I still thought it was worth it. Because I know my story and sharing all of these things with you is helping the next generation of nail technicians. These are all pieces of advice that I wish I had had or things, things that I know now. Things that I wish I'd known then that I know now. And just being a little bit more conscientious of my spending and the financial responsibility associated with being a nail technician um, as a contract worker, as a, yes, as a contract worker. Um, I highly recommend, you know, knowing the ins and outs and not being afraid to, if you work for someone, not being afraid to ask, you know, what the tax responsibility is or what the suggested, um, you know, allowances are on your 1099. Because if you are a contract worker, I don't believe taxes are taken out. So you are still responsible for that, depending upon your income. And just general rule of thumb, try to put some money aside, you know, throughout the year so that when tax time comes, you can pay your tax bill. Listen, learn from my mistake because I had a hefty tax bill from 2018 and 2019 that I only recently paid off this year yeah we talk about that too a lot (laughs) but learn from my mistake and absolutely it was still worth it because these are those growing pains I look at people who have been in the business you know 15 or more years and they've made similar mistakes you know so don't think that anything that you've experienced or if you feel like a failure don't because some of the greatest people experienced those those moments where they aren't so shiny where they were less than shiny all right so with that take it leave it share this podcast and one more time was it worth it to become a nail technician absolutely (laughs) ciao
Thank you for tuning in to the Confessions of a Nail Tech podcast. I've been your host, Rashida H. Muhammad, nail tech affectionately known as Ra. Make sure you tune in next week, Tuesday, for our next episode. Looking forward to hearing from you. In the meantime, subscribe to the Confessions of a Nail Tech podcast and make sure you stay in the loop by following me across the board on social media at Nails by Ra. Also visit me at www.nailsbyra.com. Until next time.